Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, this week, we're going to look at how investors ensure they're investing at the right time so they can be profitable. Then we'll get into the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now all things come to an end and regardless of what your thoughts may be about the US presidency over the last four years there will be another person taking the reins of the Oval Office on the 20th of January. Now despite this during Trump's reign the Dow Jones index grew over 50%. So the question we need to ask right now is will the current bull market continue under Joe Biden and the Democrats? Now, whilst we could debate for hours the performance of the stock market under each political party, right now, the statistics are inconclusive. That's because under the Democratic-led Obama presidency, the Dow Jones index rose over 50%, and we can go back much further in history with the results still not giving us any clear winner. Now, it may surprise you to know that the statistics are very similar to Australia as to whether the market performs better under a Liberal or Labor government. So if the government of the day does not indicate how well a market performs, how do investors ensure they are investing at the right time so they can be profitable? Broadly speaking, there is no real good or bad time to be in the stock market, they're just better times to be in or out of the market. While it makes sense to be in the stock market when it's rising and to be out during times like the GFC or other market crashes, I would argue that for investors to continually make money, it's not about being in during good times or out during bad times, but rather having the right attitude towards investing. Regardless of how much research is done by an investor, their inability to consistently profit comes down to the fears they hold, whether it's the fear of losing, the fear of being wrong, or the fear of missing out, to name a few. Therefore, whilst there are macroeconomic factors at play right now, like the US presidency, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the strained Australian-Chinese relationship, investors who have the right attitude will always profit more than those who do not. 
Remember, knowledge is the enemy of fear. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, the Australian stock market ended the week down a fraction. In a good sign though for this year, it is trading above where it started in 2021. Now, energy was the best performer, up 4.08%, followed by information technology, and that was up 2.45%, and financials, that was up 1.29% last week. The worst performing sectors, well, they included healthcare, and that was down 3.44%, and that was closely followed by consumer staples, down 3.20%, and consumer discretionary, that was down 2.43% for the week. Not surprisingly, the best performers in the S&P ASX top 100 stocks include energy stocks, with Whitehaven Coal up 12.9% last week, and that was followed by Woodside Petroleum, that was up 7.86%, and Insurance Australia Group, well, that was up 6.3%, as was Santos. Now, the worst performers, they included Evolution Mining, that was down 7.06%, followed by the A2 Milk Company, that was down 6.67%. Also down over 6% was Zero, Magellan Financial Group, and Adbury. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500, All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, I hope everybody's settled down into the new year and getting looking at their stocks and their portfolios and setting some plans for themselves for the rest of 2021 and into next year. I know a lot of people sort of um, tend to think, hey, I'm going to start off the new year and really get stuck into the stock market and, and my investments. But as the further we go along in the year, they sort of tend to wane off a little bit, especially when we get back into work. But now is really the perfect time to have a look at your portfolio and really tidy it up and look at where you want to be um, in the coming year, as we were talking about, or Janine and I were talking about in our last shows for last year, saying now's a great time to do some planning, look about where your investments are, what have you been doing, and setting some goals for yourself. But let's get a look at the charts now. Now we've had the first two weeks of the Australian market being open, and we'll have a, gives, gives us a really good indication of where we might see our market go you know, for the next three to six months because uh, we're going to see a lot more volume coming in now. People are getting back to work. I know in Melbourne they're going to be leading back up to 50% of the workers back into the city. So, But volume coming into the market, we normally get between sort of mid-December, mid-January, uh, the volumes are really a lot lower than what they are during normal times of the year. So now that volume is going to start coming back in to the marketplace this week a lot more. And we're going to see a lot more about where the direction of the market will hold. So let's grab the charts now and have a good look at that and see where we're at. Now on the screen at the moment, we've got a monthly chart on the left and a weekly chart on the right, as we normally do. I'm just going to bring up the monthly chart a little bit and just talk to you a little bit of a few different things. You can see here the rise up from the March 2020 low that we've got there, which was the coronavirus meltdown that we had. And we've seen a beautiful market right through. And here we got uh, that big, big bar in November, which was a really strong move. Love that. And that was indicating our market is nice and solid and we should move through into next year. But looking at January, if I just expand that up a little bit, you can see here's, sorry, December's bar. December's bar really did uh, take off quite well earlier on, um, really getting to a new high, that 7,009 points before coming back in the last couple of weeks and literally really trading sideways for a few weeks. We'll see that a bit better on the weekly chart, but there's a lot of resistance on this chart around that sort of 7,000 point level. And uh, so it'd be good to see this month or January breaking through. Now you can see currently that the January's move 
um, the high of 7,027. So we've already beaten the high of December, another good sign. The close is right there where my pointer is. So right up high on the bar, even though last week we started off um, a bit weak earlier on in the week. The market was down a little bit and we came back the last couple of days just to close up, I think just down about half a percent for the week. I think the All Ordinaries Index was down. But what I wanted to share with you, this is sort of the momentum, see this dashed line. And if I, what I'm always looking at is momentum. And, and this is the big metric on the market. And a lot of people struggle with this a little bit. It, the market runs on momentum and volatility. So how, how fast is the momentum going at this point in time? And you can see the angle there from that March low to its current move. But if I drag this off, you can see here that for a tiny little period moving into that peak, it was going at that speed. For a tiny period there, it was going into that speed. But then during here, it actually went sideways. So that was from the, um, let me put my pointer on that. So that's from December 2018 right through to July 2019. So only six, seven months there, then it went sideways. So it's a short period. This has been, we're, we're now, you know, as I said, we're in January here. So this is 10 months of a beautifully big, strong rise. I want to share with you that it doesn't rise that speed for very long. You can see all these little periods where it went along that angle didn't last for 10 months. There's, you know, four, five, six months at a time. And, and this is just sharing with me that what we're seeing right now is uncommon. Now we're going back to the GFC low, that March 2009 low. And you can see here we had one, two, let me just expand it out so you can see it a little bit better. And we can count a little bit better because it'll give us a bit more of a reference point to today. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months up out of the GFC low, then one month down. So that's eight, nine, 10 months were up to you. So in that sort of period, then it came down 11, 12, 13 months to get to that high before we got this big sideways mess coming through here. But looking at this, we're now 10 months since that March low that we had last year. And if I just drag it back up, so you can see, so the momentum will start to slow. So I'm not expecting a big spectacular rise, especially after that November, but I am expecting our market to be bullish. Now, let me just get off this and I'll bring up the weekly chart so you can see that. Looking at the current close where it is right now. So this is last week's bar there. So I'll put my pointer under that. You can see it closed at six. 986.80 points on closing on the 15th or Friday the 15th. Um, but you can see the high was 7,027 and the low was 6,924. So as I said, it did come uh, down early in the week and came back later in the week. Now there's 4.34% rise before we make uh, to, before it gets to the previous all-time high from February of last year. I do expect our market to continue to rise up and break that before the end of February this year. But what I'm expecting is our market to have a little couple of weeks down, one to three weeks out generally. And what I mean by that is if I bring up my um, little trend arrow tool, if I can find it there, it's not there, I'll find it in my tool settings. I'll just show you, I'm going to draw it for you there, what I think the market will do. Uh, that's not, yeah, where is it? It's all gone. I can't find it. Where's my trend arrow? Let me just t type in here. It should come up hopefully. No, it's not coming up in there either. Um, I'll find it later. I can't remember where it's gone actually. But what I'm expecting here is the market to, to move up maybe this week, maybe a second week before it comes down. So if I use my trend line tool, I'll try and draw it with my trend line. So I'm expecting a little bit of a move, maybe a little bit higher through here. And then if I get my little tool again, then a couple of weeks down, 
one to four weeks down and then moving up again. So this next high, we may break through this before it does come off over the next one to two weeks. It's 4% is not a lot. We could be doing that over the next four to six weeks. It's only 1% roughly a week over the next month. So we could break into a new all-time high before it comes down, but I'm thinking it's probably going to move up a bit closer, come back down and then break through into later into February, probably reaching its yearly high maybe in March. And it could be a little bit more, but at this point in time, there's a bit of conjecture about where the yearly high will be. But what we are looking at is the market is bullish. I think our market will do better. Our market wasn't a strong market last year. It held up quite nicely it came back as you saw quite nicely but if you look at world markets you know we had the us outperformed us and there's a quite a few other markets that outperformed australia i think now's the time for the australian market to perform um, as you know the last three or four months of last year jenny and i were talking about materials energy and financial stocks so they were the ones there and we've seen energy stocks now take off we thought those ones would be the stocks for 2021 uh, and the better ones and, and as i said uh, the energy stocks have done very very well so so far this year financials are doing okay but we'll get into those i know we've got a couple of questions on those stocks on those types of stocks within our questions section so that's a pretty good segue to get into that so let's now get into our questions for this week Thanks everyone who posted constructive comments and the questions that you've asked. I really do enjoy some of the questions that people ask. Some of them are really, really well thought out and uh, they really make me uh, a better educator, so to speak, because I'm hopefully answering them for people who are really enjoying what we're doing here. And I do get a lot of comments from people saying, hey, thank you, you're really opening up the market to me and giving me some really good understanding of how it works. So do thank you very much for everybody that has been posting good questions and, and, and really constructive comments. Now, the first question we have today is from somebody called, uh, I, I'll try and say this, Bipul, I would suggest it's, it's how we say it, Bipul, who says, first time question here, he goes, is NAB going to shoot up another 10% as its long-term DPS looks upwards um, or it may fall, your thoughts, please. Now, I'm not sure what DPS means. It's some acronym. I'm not sure whether it's a typo. Um, I'm guessing you're thinking out being it's a long-term trend, but let's go and have a look at that. In I'll just bring that up in my uh, workbook there so we can have a little bit of a look at it. Here we've got NAB on the screen. So I'm thinking what you're talking about is it's long-term trend at the moment. And this stock looks very, very nice. It's performed very well from all the of all the banks. And actually, a lot of the banks are starting to look or looking very, very good. I know ComBank looks really good as well. That right here, we've seen the market here, or we've seen Westpac rise up um, from that low to there. You can see here that's over 8% already now. I'm not sure why you're asking if it's gonna, if it, if it's gonna rise another 10%. Let me just get rid of that. Look, it is quite possible, and I'm not sure why you want 10% or why that's an important figure is, because to me, the thing is, is if you've got a stock that's rising, you stay with it. And there's an old um, saying in trading, it's let profits run cut losses short so any nobody ever came to me worrying about a stock that was rising for them they only ever come and ask questions about stocks that are falling away right now this stock is going up it's looking really good so just stay with it don't just think oh will it go 10 percent or five percent or 15 percent just stay with it until it starts to fall away uh, and make sure you've got a stop loss underneath it the trails up underneath that somewhere a nice little stop loss you don't need to given it's a bank a lot of the banks you don't need really tight stop losses i know a big sin that people have is setting stop 
losses too tight and they exit a lot of trades that they shouldn't be only to lose out on other profits and they, they give the brokers a hell of a lot more money than they actually possibly should. But right now I do like National Bank, I do like Combank and I do like, the I mean obviously Westpac and ANZ have been lagging behind a little bit but they're also good banks but still look at financials. As I said earlier, energy, materials and financials, they're the stocks we're liking at this point in time or those sectors that we're liking. Now the next question we have is from Glasgow Celtic Boy. He says, I've made a move into Origin Energy today. Uh, the buy signals appear to be there. The chart, especially long-term, looks good. I'm sticking to the ASX 50 while I got my training rules on. That's fantastic to hear. And, and today's discussion on sectors by Dale, in particular around energy, has given me some extra confidence that I may be on the right path. But most importantly, I've put in my first stop loss ever. Fantastic. That's good to hear. I'm glad some of the things we're talking about are rubbing off for you, Celtic boy. Um, take the emotion out of buy and stick to the rules. Again, another great one. So so stick to rules, have some rules around. And that's the thing is, is a lot of people do guess about what they're doing. And that's what I was saying a little bit earlier in the report. You know, the people aren't consistent at their investing because of some sort of fear, whether it's a fear of loss, fear of failure, fear of missing out. I know we've talked about FOMO, fear of missing out many, many times, and people will do that. They'll see a stock move or a market move, and then they'll go, I've got to jump in, but they're jumping in at the wrong time. And we also, we know with 100% certainty is the amateurs tend to buy at the top and sell at the bottom, and so the, that's that FOMO. And so they're seeing a stock like Afterpay or somebody, or right now we've got Bitcoin going through this boom cycle and people you know, will start talking more about it and then the people with FOMO will start jumping in just before it turns over and starts to fall away again. So, But let's go and have a look at this next stock. So it's Origin Energy. Let me just bring that up so we can have a look at it on screen. Sporting to Origin Energy. Now looking at this monthly chart, you can see here how it is a very sort of, let me get, put my pointer on it properly. You can see here it's quite had a quite a bearish run for quite a number of years, right back to 2008. So will it keep rising and then falling away like it has before? I don't think so. I think it's really good. It's got good support around that sort of $3.50 to $4 area. And it can trend really, really well when it does trend this stock. If we go back here, you can see it trends really, really nicely. And you can use some really good simple rules on this to keep your money safe. Right now, um, on the monthly chart, we've had one month up. That was November, big strong month, a little bit of a bearish month into December. And it's currently there in January. We're looking good. So on the month, chart uh, that the monthly trend or the medium to long-term trend is not up so I'm not necessarily agreeing with you there but I do like the stock but let's go and have a look at the weekly one all right here if I bring it up there you can see here we've had one two three weeks up there then one two three four weeks down a little bit early in my book for your entry but I'm not against it I think it does it's showing signs that it's strong it's showing signs that it will look really, really good. I'll be a lot more convinced once it gets through that high $5.38. So right now, all I would say, Celtic boy, make sure you've got the stop loss on, which you said you have. Make sure you stick to it if it does start to fall away. That's a nice little sign, even though it closed a little bit lower last week than it opened, but it is holding up there quite nicely. So I would expect this to keep going up um, over the coming weeks and or months. But again, that's why we have a stop loss in case that's not actually correct. So, but good question. I'm glad you're following the rules. I'm glad you're setting some stop loss. I'm glad you're setting to the top 50. And uh, this time next year, I'm sure you'll be glad you've done all of that because I'm pretty, I'm pretty much betting that you would have made some really nice profits over 2021. So well done for that. Now, we've also got a question from somebody who's called Kobe, 
who says, Wise Tech Global getting sold off hard at the moment. I like the company long term. So let's go and have a look at Wise Tech. Now, it's one of the WAX stocks here in Australia. So it's the actual W of the WAX acronym. So Wise Tech, um, Altium, Afterpay, and Zero are those stocks. So you can see here how obviously it's big, big, strong move right through here, right up through until the end of November there. So we can see the market, or this stock doing quite well. But the last few weeks, it's really come off. So we can see this downward move. And this is really what it's talking about. It's been sold off, but that's what happens. The stocks that are run really, really heavily do get sold off. And we need to be prepared for that. It's, and that's why I'm saying you need to give stocks time to move. Now, I've been watching WiseTech for the last few weeks of possible strength, and right now it's falling away. I'm just sitting back wait, waiting for it to actually give me some solid signals. I do like it long-term. Uh, I do like this stock long-term, but right now it is looking a little bit weak. But looking at how, how strong it was, like I was talking about with the All Lords, that momentum won't last very long. And we can see here, See the angle of this stock is a little bit shallower. And if I use my trend line tool here, you can see what I mean here. So you can see generally it runs along here, but for short periods of time, it'll run really, really steeply. So, and if I drag that over, if I can grab it properly, don't you love it? Get on there. Let me get that one off. And there we go. So you can see it ran up for about three months there at that pace, and then it ran up one, two, three, four months at that pace. So I'm just suggesting it's probably coming down a little bit, getting a little bit of, finding a little bit of support because it gets overheated and then it comes back again, then overheated and back again. It's all it's doing at the moment. So just have some set of rules around it. If you're trying to trade it really, really short term, you may have had a stop loss and, and exited on your stop loss at the moment. Um, but if you're more longer term, then you just let it unfold a little bit as long as you're confident with your research that it is something that you want to come continue to hold long term. So let's get into our last question from today. And that's from Andrew who says, hey, Dale, happy trading in 21. Thank you, Andrew. And hopefully you have a fantastic year for yourself and get a lot of um, good profits from that. Um, Andrew says, I bought VCX for $1.31. And after a sharp rise, it's starting to fall away. Your thoughts on this stock is appreciated. So let's go and have a look at vicinity centers for Andrew. Now it's on the screen at the moment. So again, this is one I, I was talking about last year with a few people asking about it, and I'm saying, you know, it's not looking that fantastic. You've had that big high in 2016 falling away, not looking super strong. We had a nice strong move there in November. A lot of people were, just, dare I say, bottom picking, because you can see that's the lowest low that ever had in March last year. So we're not sure that this is a new uptrend or this is part of the downtrend. Um, because obviously you get moves up like this only for it to fall away and you'll always get moves in, a, in a, a downtrend before it falls away. So we've had one, two and three months up there, one, two months up here and it's looking a bit weaker. I'm not going to be too excited about this stock until it breaks through that sort of area, $1.86 area and then I'll get a bit more excited about it. I think you've bought too early and I think uh, that's pretty much where you've probably bought it somewhere through here. You bought it, I think, what did you say, $2.00? Um, sorry, no, you can buy $2. I can't remember the buy, buy, buy price there, but it's looking okay. If it starts to move up through here and get through that level there, sort of a $1.80 level, then you're fine. But I just keep a stop loss on this, mate, um, at this point in time, because it's sometimes you'll see stocks that will just consolidate across these for periods of time, and it could be one or two years, because you've got to remember the shopping has changed or retail has changed in the world, not just uh, in Australia, but more importantly, 
um, more people are buying online, all that sort of things. And so we're getting a real shuffling around of shops. And um, obviously with COVID, um, these guys are in shopping centres. And so you're having a lot of um, companies, retailers go broke. The big p- picture here will be once the uh, any government stimulus is pulled right back and JobKeeper, JobSeeker, all that gets adjusted to see what actually happens and see if any more businesses do um, shut up shop or and all go online. So there is a big changing of the guard here, so to speak, and it will continue on over the next probably one to two years as we change our patterns and what we're doing. But right now, um, it is looking better, but it's still not looking like a stock that I'd like to have my money in just yet. And sometimes I'd find it, sorry, not sometimes, I find it's better to just let the the... Let the cowboys play at the bottom, trying to bottom pick, and it's better to come in a little bit later. And what I mean by that is if something's going to have a run, let's say, of this much, I'd rather let somebody else play in the high-risk area down here and the high-risk area up here. I want to take the big chunk in the middle. That's safer. That's all I'm suggesting. I think your entry was a little bit early. I think it could have been a little bit safer. Um, And right now it's causing a little bit of concern because it is dropping away, but I don't think it's going to be too much for you to worry about over that sort of medium term over the next three to six months. But that said, that's why we had stop loss in case we're wrong. So thank you very much for your question anyway. Now, if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below. Now, last week, I asked you what your favorite stock was for this year, and we got a lot of responses. So thank you, everyone, for that. Now, the one we got the most votes for was Wally Parsons. We got more people asking or saying that was their pick for the year, and I don't discount that one. I do like Wally Parsons myself. But thank you to everyone who did share their thoughts on which the stock is for this year. Now, I want to ask you what you believe the most important rule in trading is. Now, put your comments down below. So what's the most important rule in trading? Not investing, but in trading. So what's the, and I'm not talking about um, yeah, moving average. I'm not talking about necessarily a buy and sell rule, but what's the most important rule? in trading so put your comments down below i'd love to see what you're talking about there now remember that here on this channel we do these monday market reports every week and we also do a live stream every tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m which and then i back on tomorrow night so hit the subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so that you know when we upload our videos and go live with our live show now i'm dale gillam the chief analyst here at wealth within goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.